On this Info Pilgrims Live, we talk all about generational divide and why exactly are boomers mad at millennials. It's going to be a controversial episode, but you're going to enjoy it. So let's go. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Info Pilgrims Live podcast recorded in the beautiful Collab Studios in sunny Venice, Florida. And with me this week is the great David Dolby. David, how was this week treated you? I'm feeling super stylish oh, in my long sleeve t-shirt I got from Walmart. There's something about a long sleeve black t-shirt makes you feel like an athlete. You know, you keep constantly telling, like, telling me to hook you up with some girls and stuff. But like you always make these comments Lies. like I never tell you like that. Oh, I got a seventy <laughs> on my math don't. test. You put this out on the no. open airwaves, what? I and got... then oh, I shop at Walmart. There's nothing wrong against that. But why are you at Walmart? Why are you, why are you making that broadcasted? I I don't want to hide my consumerism from the people. They deserve to know. And with us on the boards, of course, is Ben Drumgold. Ben, how are you doing? What is up? Hitting the boards like Kawhi. <laughs> we got to create a, a yeah. really cool producer name for me. I like Benny D. Right. Benny D. Benedict it's like Arnold. Sun, it's like Sunny, Sunny, Sunny D. D. Yeah. Sunny D. So there's eggs, I think. Oh, Benedict eggs. Eggs Benedict, as eggs they say. Benedict. In the other universe. All right, boys. Oops. Let's finally get to our topic because I don't know where David's going. Generational going divide. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, one of the hot topics lately is the division between the boomer generation and the millennial generation. Let's first start by illuminating exactly what are the true numbers uh, separating the generations. The U.S. Census does not define generations. The only generation they actually have defined is the boomer generation. So that's 1946 to 1964. Our next generation is Gen X, which is defined as 1965 to 1984. And this was set by George Masonic uh, from the Harvard Joint Center for Housing Studies. The next generation is the millennial generation or the Gen Y. And it is described as those born in 1982 to 2004. Now, that 2004 is a rough ending. Um, a, a lot of people have their disagreements. Some say it's 1996. Some say 2001 after 9-11. But uh, the general consensus is somewhere between 1996 and 2004. So my question for you, David, to start this off is, why is the boomer generation and our generation, the millennial generation, fighting? I think that with the name like boomer generation, <laughs> there's going to be some fighting with that just right off the bat <laughs> but i don't know this has become like uh very what's the word relative to life in this past week for me because i've been seeing these memes on social media and my brother robert he's just like the greatest facilitator of what's in because he's a bartender so what's in brings the cash you know if you say some hot topics like if you're like colin kaepernick huh you might get an <laughs> extra five but he's been saying stuff like okay boomer and I guess that's like the um, that's the meme where you say, "Oh man, that's the the boomers' way of dealing with things," and it's so outdated and antiquated, which I think is how you pronounce that word, antiquated. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I think that the ageism thing is a constant problem where people will think that because they're younger, they know better, or that they're older, they are wiser, and so it's always going to be a rift right there. And I think. In the current day with the way that technology has advanced pretty rapidly mm. and advanced generationally. So 
our you and my generation has a definite defined different experience with technology than the last generation and the generation following ours there's a lot more tension on like who knows what's best for people well uh, i just don't get why that the infighting has skipped a generation like why is the boomer generation still mad at us as the millennials so i was kind of doing my research and i wanted to form a a theory i I came up with the fact that Gen X is the tired generation. They were constantly a generation that was living in fear from the Russians. They were living in fear because of war. They were living in fear of boomers because back then, physical abusing your children was okay in people's minds. And I'm not just saying a soft spanking, but like, you know, full on wailing on your kids because they didn't listen to you. That was physically okay in the 1980s. What exactly is a soft spanking? <laughs> Not to get too into it. Why, why, why is that? Why is that what was, you focused when on? When my dad spanked me, it was not okay. soft. Okay, but, I, but I meant like just a, a spanking. Sorry. Okay, I'll yeah. remove the soft you're, time. You're you're drawing the line between like child abuse and yeah, corporate punishment or what do they call it when parents spank their kids now? Yeah, corporate punishment. Yeah. So like for me, I just think they were just too tired to fight. Their older generation, so they're just like, okay, we'll just continue living the, the ways that they have. And then we came along, we're the bright-eyed millennial generation, where it's like, holy crap, there's so much wrong with this world. Let's try to correct it. And, you know, we start creating safe spaces in colleges, which is weird to the boomer generation. You know, we start the Me Too movement, which calls out all these boomers who are doing disgusting, vile acts. And so the boomer generation got upset because we're fighting the status quo that their sons and daughters didn't fight them because they were too f- afraid of it or too tired of them. So that's where I think the generational divide came from. I just It's so frustrating that like you look at... There's a study that was done. Um, let me make sure. I, I don't want to butcher this. I want to do it. Uh, there was a study completed by Data USA of 1.2 million CEOs. And you know the average age of a CEO is 50 to 53 years old. It's a male. So my thing to this is we have zero power as millennials right now. The country is being run by the Generation X still. So why the heck is the boomers getting mad at us for things that are changing when it's their people, their kids, who are the ones who are making the change? When we're the ones, we're just saying, hey, this needs to happen. We're not the ones facilitating the change. It's us talking to the parents saying, like, you need to change this. This wasn't all right just because your parents did this. I... One of the first experiences I had where somebody said, like, oh, your generation is bad because of this. Mm-hmm. I was talking to one of my buddies in the military, and he was saying, well, you know, the millennial generation, one thing that separates them from my generation, because he was, like, a little bit older than me, but he was right on the cusp. I think it was, like, mid-'80s. He said that the millennials won't work for a solution. They'll just wait for a solution to be given to them. Mm. And I don't know if that was completely accurate, but I did see – certain trends where everything is so accessible and so many things are given to us as citizens of America, at least for me, how, how much opportunity I was given right off the bat, it could foster this idea that if I don't have something, it will be given to me and I don't have to like figure out a way around it. And I'm not saying that's true for everybody, but that was that guy's one interpretation of what was wrong with the millennial generation. And I see a little bit of that case by case basis, but really it's just like, it's it's a constant struggle where you're coming up in the world and you decide to identify as your own person and you have to say, am I going to listen to all the things that my elders said to me? Am I going to take it for granted that they're like speaking the truth or am I going to challenge their authority? And it's got to be a balance in between the two because some elders are out for their own good. Like you see a yeah. lot of politicians maybe just sitting in the seat and owning the spot and not really looking to help 
other people. But some people are trying to use their wisdom to help the next generation do better than they did. Mm. And they always had different ideas of what doing better was. I think recently there has been a progression away from like just respecting your elders by default because they're elders. You know how that idea, like, listen to your elders, you know, as a kid, you were taught to respect people who are older than you just because they were older than you. And that has broken down a little bit. So millennials are, and I don't know if this is just millennials, but kids nowadays, it seems, are raised with less of an emphasis for respecting those who are older than them. Well, I'm going to disagree with that because I think it's because we're a more educated uh, generation than the other generations, which I want to hit on that a little bit. But uh, it, it's it's frustrating that you know they talk about us. Oh, they all that generation does is is lazy and lives with their parents and stuff. Like, oh, they're not trying to go out and make a name for themselves. Whereas you know when they went to if they went to college, which you know forty percent of them did not go to college as a baby boomer. Uh, if they actually went to college, college would be the equivalent of nine thousand dollars a year today if they went to college. Whereas the average now college, even in state, is going to be about seventeen thousand with room and board for a college student. That's literally been doubled in the time frame. So, and that's that's doing bare minimum of that seventeen thousand. That's in state, which most people don't want to be in state. But my 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 problem is is us being called out for these indiscretions when it's it's a different time. Like they can't, boomers can't see us and say, oh, you know, uh, they're still living with their parents. Like they're not trying to go make out a name for themselves. It is expensive in today's world. I mean, am I wrong? It is very difficult to go out. I feel like I'm hitting yourself. your edge because because you, you still live at home. Well, kind. I mean, I live with my grandmother. Yeah, yeah. So it's not technically home. Uh, I love. I did live at my own spot for a while, and I will say, if I didn't have two incomes because I had the job and I had the school that the army pays like a living cost for you a month to mm. do, if I didn't have both those, I would not have been able to rent a house by myself. And I guess I didn't really need a three bedroom or it was like yeah. two bedroom house, but. If you're looking for a place to rent, it's difficult if you're by yourself. You almost need to like like get In, with a couple of friends. Inflation has has doubled itself with the, within the past thirty to forty years. That's what I'm trying to get to. Is the fact is cost of living is is hard for something. And you know, yes, we're more intelligent. We've been to more colleges. Degrees are handed out now for our generation. Uh, and it's just it's it's frustrating that we're coming into the world with like our hands tied behind our backs because we're already going into the world with $100,000 in student loans. Yeah, I would say that the economy is probably more difficult in a lot of circumstances for people of our age group to go out and make our own way. But I also do want to point out in the in the was it the book The Time Machine when the guy goes far into the future, he meets like this super futuristic version of the human race mm-hmm. and the one that stays topside, the one that doesn't live in like the underground and eats people at night the the regular people so to speak are like these very soft skinned just jolly don't do anything version of humans and the idea was life got so easy and comfortable we degraded into this useless just like so are you thinking that we're becoming creature we're becoming soft I, I feel like because we talk about our problems people see us as soft I think that when we talk about our problems is how we become better people yes there are people who who go over the top in our generation. I, I Every generation has a couple uh, bad eggs. I mean, like, there's no just dis- denying that. You know, there's some people who don't speak well in the millennials. But, like, at the end of the day, we're the ones actually talking about problems. We're the ones dealing with the Me Too movement instead of saying, oh, here's a couple million dollars, shut your mouth, and just be a woman in Hollywood. I think that us dealing with this and, and discussing it makes us less soft. 
I and I don't think we're necessarily becoming more soft like for those reasons. Oh, I'm saying like again too much. Right, I almost fine. banished that from my discourse okay. I, modes. I, I say probably are a lot. Another one is for sure. Everybody's saying for sure now. Oh, for sure. You want to get ice cream? Oh, for sure. I don't know why people are it's it's super meta. Everybody's saying for sure. I think it came from Joe Rogan. Okay. But uh no. I'm just saying if you look at broad schemes or broad trends of human um survivability or whatever you want to call it, the more things that are easier to deal with, the less we have to work to get them. And the less you have to work to get things, the less effective you are at working to get stuff. So it's like if you put somebody on an island with nothing, they're going to discover a lot more than if you put somebody on an island with like a full functioning hotel and B&B. Like they're going to discover how to survive a lot better with nothing because the desperation and the survival I, kicks in. I don't agree with that. You I, get more attached to how to persevere but, in life. But see, to differ on that thought is like, okay, so we've been given stuff. Now we're actually creating electric vehicles. That was something they couldn't even think about 40, 50 years ago. I think that we're thriving stronger because of what we have and what, you know, the foundation was set by this boomer generation. And I'll give them that. Like they, they did install a great foundation for our, our country to thrive in. But now that they're creating this generational divide and, you know, attacking us and calling us soft and saying that, you know, we're a bunch of libtards, which, you know, I, I find that a little repulsive when I'm a conservative person <laughs> in the millennial generation. And it's like, no, just because, you know, we want to start taking care of the, an earth or whatever it is, and we care about a, a project that means something to us doesn't mean we're soft. It means that we're trying to think about it instead of just, you know, oh, it's just a problem. Sweep it on the rug, throw money at it or something like that. And I think that's the issue we should be discussing more. Yeah. And, well, Ben, you Ooh, Ben's got a thought. Ben. He's going to shut so, Jack down real quick. Here's the thing that I kind of have noticed is the uh, even the Generation X and Baby Boomers have uh, always been a, okay, what's the problem? Let's work to find a solution. Mm-hmm. And they just do it. So they're, they were doers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like the millennial generation is more talkers and thinkers okay so we have a problem let's figure out how to come together and fix this problem on a global basis instead of boomers were like okay we have a problem there's nothing i can do to fix it so we're not going to do anything about it so i think they were more in a sense a, a doer if they could do it I they would do it that. yeah millennials are like okay we need ten thousand people to help clean up the Gulf of Mexico. Oh, this is a hundred percent. I'll say this about our generation. We are the attention whore generation. We rather, mm-hmm. Hey, like, let's talk about this before we figure it out. So let's draw this out for, you know, four or five months, have some con like congressional hearings and whatnot on it before we actually address the problem. Whereas that generation, like you said, if they could figure it out, they would figure it out and do it. If they couldn't do it, then eh, we can't do it. Whatever. Mm-hmm. They'll figure it out later on. And that, that's the issue I have is it's like, I feel like the only way humanity can survive is by not uh, not pushing these problems to the side and saying, oh, we'll figure it out in the future. Like, that's that's a terrible mindset. Like, if this is a problem, it needs to be addressed immediately. Yeah. And, you know, I, uh, us talking for four months doesn't help, but we're at least talking about it instead yeah. of pushing it to the side. Yeah. And another thing that I've kind of noticed is, so Generation X, uh, which baby boomers would technically be considered our grandparents. Mm-hmm. Generation X followed what their what their parents said, you know, like you go to church on Sundays, you do this, you do that, you know, that kind of stuff. There was no arguing with it. Right. No discussion. Correct. And what the uh, generation 
why has done is we've been saying, well, why do we do that? Mm -hmm. And why do I have to continue to do that? You're doing it this way. It's much easier this way. So why can't I just do it my way? And they're getting like, oh, my gosh, why is somebody pushing against me? There's change happening. Yeah. And so what uh, in the psychological world you hear people don't fear change. They fear loss. Mm -hmm. So they're like, okay, well, what are we going to lose in this situation? So, you know, you have to explain that to them. And our generation doesn't do a very good job of explaining things the way that they need to be. We're just like, we're just doing it because that's how we do it. We're not going to do it your stupid way, you know? Uh, that's why I call that's why I call Gen X the tired generation because I think like they did try to kick at the goads of the, the boomer generation. They just kept saying no, we're doing it my way. No, yep. we're doing it this way, and so they're just tired. And so once they by the time they have a kids, the kids are just like, hey, let's do it this way, and they're just like, oh my gosh, just do it, just do it. Yeah. And then the boomers are like, wait, wait, no, we told you not to do this. Why are you letting your kids do this kind of thing? And it's mm-hmm. it's just it's humorous to me. And then they start saying uh, they get getting mad at us for you know. Oh, they're calling us saying, okay, boomer. That's basically calling me the N word. And I'm like, I'm looking at these people and I'm like, you really think that I'm giving you that much of oppression of people, of a group of people that were actually enslaved by another group of people. That's what makes me want to say, okay, boomer. Because it's okay. Boomer. Because I, (laughs) because I think, okay, boomer roughly translate to, um, we have tried to argue with facts and reasons with boomers, but they, uh, uh, let, me, let me rephrase this. So we've tried to argue with facts and reasons and that, you know, we don't have it easy. We're not a lazy generation, but you boomers have ignored the facts for years and we have just given up fighting with you. And that's why we're just saying, okay, boomer. Okay, boomer is to us uh, just saying, wow, you are wrong, but I don't have the energy to fight you on anything anymore if you're not going to listen. And I think that's the best way to describe that. And that's, I got that. That's actually uh, translated from a Reddit post. I think that's the truth behind it is like they just don't want to listen to our facts. They don't want to listen to reason. They don't want to discuss it. They want to just stick to the ways things have been. And mm-hmm. that's that's dangerous because as life moves on, things have to change. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know, our world is going to be – our world's going to collapse soon anyways. But what? I think that we need to start taking care of it now. You know, another thing that kind of gets brought to mind is uh, – their harder is not our harder. And let me explain that a little bit. Like in, a, a, let's say if we wanted to start a business right now, we just mm-hmm. go out and do it. Right. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as easy for them to do that. They had a lot, a lot more hoops to jump through, you know, a lot of uh, more, I would say laws and regulations and those kind of things that as the years have gone on have changed also research and, um, uh, the, the way we access the internet, I mean, in our hands, we have as much data as we could ever need. Mm. They didn't have that, mm-hmm. you know, when they were our age. So when we're like, oh, this is hard, we're struggling with this, they're like, well, you don't know what we went through. Like, you know, I had to replace my car engine by hand in the parking lot of Winn-Dixie, you know? Like, yeah. we're like, okay, I called the tow truck. Like, <laughs> you know, it, right. they didn't have the same struggles we did. So when we say, oh, we're struggling with this, we're struggling with that, I almost feel like they get frustrated and be like, well, you don't know what it was like in my day, yeah. you know? And I, I'm not here to just, I'm sorry. I, I, I'll apologize for this whole podcast. I feel like I've been bashing boomers. I think they're a great generation. I think that they set a foundation for us, like I said earlier in the podcast, that, you know, was a very fantastic like foundation for our country. 
I'm just saying that like being resistant to change is one of the most off-putting things for me personally. So it's frustrating to see it personally. Mm -hmm. One of the articles I was reading uh, about the whole boomer uh, generational divide was talking about how generation names aren't actually an official process yeah, by yeah. the censorship mm -hmm. bureau or whatever. Like I said, and the only two are generation millennial generation and uh, the boomer generation. Yeah, and they said that the generational terms are usually drummed up in media mm -hmm. uh, articles. And you whatnot. read the Atlantic, didn't you? Yes, the yeah. one Jack re recommended for me, <laughs> and I thought it was fascinating because I think it's more evidence. Not so much of a generational divide, but a media that will classify differences with buzzwords and vague um, stereotypes or vague classifications. So you have the boomers versus the millennials instead of some people who refuse change blindly and some people who push change violently with no uh, thoughts about what worked in the past. And mm -hmm. I think we should avoid the classifications and the just fitting things into neat groups like that and understand that the struggle of the new way with the old way has always existed and the old people always think they got it right and the new people always think the old people are outdated yep. and they just can't adapt to the times and there has to be a working together because the old people have been through the hard stuff or whatever they've been through and so they have certain lessons that can help the new people and the new people also ha are standing on these shoulders with better perspectives able to innovate and push forward Fresh the eyes. human direction yeah. yeah but like ben's example with the car breaking down the older generation will say i know how to fix my car all you know how to do is call a tow truck so that's what i mean when th there are there are increase in comforts and life becomes easier our skill set becomes diminished just by the way that works just by nature of the advancement mm. and decreasing of natural abilities and it's not necessarily a bad thing i don't want like when we built the water system for those people in dominican republic i wouldn't want them Humble to <laughs> i wouldn't want them to keep going to get water even if it was harder i want i would want them to be able to have running water and i think sinks are awesome i think sinks with the automatic sensors a little weird but you know i think a lot of technology is great and we shouldn't throw it away because so it makes it <laughs> makes life so, you think the government's watching you and everything no don't i you? just whenever i try to use the automatic sinks it doesn't turn on i'm like i am a human i'm real I'm not a vampire. Uh, Recognize me. I I want to I want to like finish kind of like talking about this for a second. Is that uh, the whole reason this was brought to my mind was uh, I was actually stopped in a I won't give uh, I was stopped at a uh, grocery store parking lot. I parked closer to the building. I, I have an injured back right now, so walking sucks for me. And this um, old lady starts yelling at me and, and wow. says like, "You're young. You need to be parking in the back. You're taking spots from people like me." And like, uh, it's, you're so disrespectful and like just was spewing hatred at me. And all I, <laughs> I just kind of looked at her and this was right when I heard the first, the phrase, okay, boomer. And I just looked at her and I said, okay, boomer. And I shut no. my door and drove off. And wow. I was just like, this is the problem is like, you're yelling at me and you don't even know what the problem is yet. And that's, that's where my frustration comes with the boomer generation is like, they, they want to just yell at us and say, we're lazy. We're living at home. Like. We're not trying to make ourselves better. We're not trying to push technology, blah, 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 all this. And it's like, wait, can, can I say something now? Like now that you've spewed all your hatred? No? Okay, then. Okay, Boomer, I'm done. I, there's no point in talking to you. I hope you enjoyed that shorter walk to the grocery oh, I, store. Oh, I did. 100%. I hope it saved you from collapsing and 
pain I, or whatever. I was just like, are you kidding me? Like, this is. Did you get a cart too? Did you fight a woman off one of those motorized carts and be like, give me that? You got a bad back, I, boomer. I'm in enough pain. That I should. That cart's yeah. mine. <laughs> uh, does anybody else have any other thoughts? I've spewed enough hatred. I think. I would. I, I just want to hate on the millennials for a second. Mm-hmm. I know we're all part of that generation. No, no, we have enough problems on our own. I get it. <laughs> However, I will say that there's a majority of millennials who whine like no tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Okay, about everything and. It's okay that people contradict what you say. Yeah. Like, there's always going to be a negative opinion about it. Be okay with it. Mm -hmm. Like, nobody says we hate you because we disagree with you. (laughs) Like, it's okay to have a disagreement. But all these people get in so many... I don't can't even say the right no, words. I mean, like, it, it comes to like this, like uh, let's say someone from the boomer generations listens to this podcast and is like, I disagree with everything that Jack kid said, blah, blah, blah. Good. I want you to have your own opinion. I get it. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with it. Like I think differently than you do. That's what makes our country great is we're allowed to have these differing opinions. Yeah. Go have your free time at Coachella or whatever you got to do. Like oh, yeah. Coachella. Coachella. <laughs> there we go. What a hater. Dude, do you, I wonder how many older people still go to Burning Man. Uh, so I was reading something on Vanity Fair, mm-hmm. right? And it's hilarious. It was like, you know, um, entertainment expenditure of each generation. Yeah. And, um, the uh, the greatest generation, obviously, they said theirs was $35 on Oklahoma at community dinner theater. And then um, the boomers were $5,000 on platinum ticks to the Rolling Stones. And okay. then, uh, let's see here. The Generation X, $2,000 on Burning Man was their oh, okay. expenditures. <laughs> Makes sense. Nice. And now millennials love spending money at Coachella. <laughs> let's be real, though. Like, all these, like... DJ festival stuff like yeah. they're insane ticket prices. Yeah, like it's are. like they're pretty expensive, and it's you like got to get them bucks for a in day. advance yeah. for like Burning Man. I think you have to buy it right away. Yeah, like as soon as the other hey, one's over. Hey, hey, boomers, let me let me tell you a little something. Stop giving money to your grandkids that go into these events and start giving them money for their college tuitions instead. Yeah. There we go. That's where the money really needs to be going. Yeah. The, I, the funny thing is they talk about money draining addictions, and the one for boomers was um, they're like my money draining addiction is my second home. And hmm. the money draining addiction for millennials is limited edition Nikes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jack was just looking up yeah, uh, we, we don't LeBron spe- shoes <laughs> earlier. Listen, listen. <laughs> I make sure I save my pennies up. I don't just go and buy them when I don't have that money. I wrote a super cool rhyme just now to express my opinion perfectly. And get I'm my excited. rap star career started. All right. Did you write this down too? I just wrote it down. Impressive. Let differences inspire innovation, not separate generations. Boom. What? End it right there. It sounded good in my mind. It rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Let, oh, you know what? It was let friction inspire innovation. Because hmm. there's always going to be a conflict of ideas, but that's how you're supposed to grow. Hey, and Philip Bump, if you listen to this podcast, which Phillip I know you Bump, don't, he's, like, he's a writer name. for The Atlantic. Well, he was, and now he's with The Washington Post. Yeah, you suck, dude. I'm going to say it to your face. Wow. Starting an article off by saying we're the worst generation and then not giving us facts why we're the worst generation. That's why we have problems don't, with the boomer generation. Don't feed into their rhetoric, Jack. They're just trying to divide and conquer. Uh, so I got a quick question for I want each of you to answer. Okay. In the millennial generation, what would you say our deepest fear is? Ooh, deepest fear for millennials. Hmm. Um, probably that. Uh, Parenthood. 
It seems like our deepest fear is we will be the oppressor to some minority or less advantaged person. Like we we are so afraid See, of becoming that's, the that's, tyrant. That's such a, a small sect of our generation. You think? I think it's the the loudest part of the genera- our generation, but it's a small sect. I think the majority of us are terrified of being parents because we don't want to. That's a good point. We don't want to be the people. The the like we don't want our kids to call CPS on us because now it's going to be so readily available. Like we're afraid, you know, there's going to be a mark on our kid's leg and they're going to get in trouble. We're scared. We're going to kill our kids on accident. Like it's just, it, there's so much variables now in parenthood that we're like, it's known in the universe. It's a scary fact for most of us. And I mean, look me personally, this affects me. I think that, yeah, I think they've done studies where millennials have a lower birth rate than previous generations like, like we're, we're just not having kids yeah, yeah we don't want to well also like let's be real like most of the uh generation x had a lot of kids in their families and they realized that's a lot of money nowadays and it's a scary thing to have three or four kids when it's expensive like each kid is what an average kid gonna cost you about half a million dollars over 18 years that's just one of them do you think millennials are kind of afraid of commitment too? Then, like establishing. Oh yeah. Why do you think we have apps like Tinder and stuff that are just like quick hookups and stuff? But were previous generations not afraid of commitment, or did they just well, look? Look, it I, was a more well. The whole reason tool. the boomer generation was made because the greatest generation was just making babies left and right, and they wanted to be committed to one person for their whole life because they're about to go over and yeah. die in Europe or yeah. They're Asia like, I, I need to make sure I have something to yeah. continue my life force. Yeah, and you know, baby boomers and even uh, Generation X are very used to what we would say, quote unquote, the career, yeah, you know, style where they worked for 45 years to the same company, mm-hmm. did everything like that. Millennials are like, well, if you'll pay me more and you'll give me better benefits, like mm-hmm. I'll just There's come. no commitment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, you know, and, and the millennials are, they've started asking the right questions, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, not what, what can I do for you? What can you do for me? Because obviously I'm valuable to you. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what we've seen when, you know, all these companies are like, you've been with me 40 years. Yeah. Nah, see you later. I, I can't tell you one week that I haven't seen like a Facebook post that's like, take care of your mental health. Your job's not worth it. Like that's not something that would have been discussed 20, 30 years ago. Like mental no health, like taking care of yourself. What? No, you work until you die. That's how everybody's right. getting soft be. with their anxiety and stuff now. Okay. Say, okay, okay I knew you were going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I got one. You can't in. use that word. Only I can use that word. Oh, I, I, I read that article and I don't want to quote his name. Cause I, I don't want to be disrespectful. I couldn't believe he compared. Okay. Boomer to the N word. Like, how did, how is that justified in your mind? Everybody's just that's that the media is trying to ramp up the intensity yeah. of phrases and conflicts yeah. and it's like it's like when we were kids like people were like oh you if you if I can't call you the n word you can't call me crackers like no those are completely different two different words like one was because we oppressed the white people oppressed people the other one's because you're literally called a Florida cracker like that was a nickname for people back in the day. right I guess the one common theme that runs in both scenarios is classifying somebody and giving them a value based on what they were born into. Yeah. So that's the only similarity, but yeah, yeah not, not the same. And we need to bring back calling people like surf and peasant. Surf There's so much power. That behind I work. Just, okay. Peasant peasant clean these tables, but I'm like the lowest at my job. So I am the peasant. One of these days we got to just have your rap as our intro. Yeah. That was pretty dope. When I got platinum. Was, I got quite a few. It was good. We should do a podcast live while David busts his tables. Oh, there. <laughs> how about no, Scott? How about no? <laughs> it's 
not my proudest moments in there, although I am getting pretty quick with a couple cups. I'm like that oh. girl. Got a ticket for the long way home. <laughs> Gonna catch me when I'm gone. You know that song? <laughs> Let's move when on to I'm our gone. answering the internet Answer questions. The internet. I have I have some thoughts, Listen, that's Jack. Last. Okay, you're Come right. on. Save the best for last. Come on, fun. Little you always jump the, the gun, and I always look <laughs> I'm like jumping a bully. that gun. Give me I that look gun. I'm like a bully because I'm like, no, David, He's wait. He's a soft bully. Cottage <laughs> cheese. Yeah. Okay. I know. It just Ugh. sounds cringy. Answer the internet. Is it better to watch the Super Bowl at home? Or at a bar? Home. Ooh, I would say if my team's in the Super Bowl and I got a bunch that's of people that's That's not what he asked. He said the, the Super Bowl. Like, just any Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. We're not putting teams on this. Because if it's it, then, yeah, you want to be at a bar with your team. I'd ha- probably say home, too, because it kind of goes late. And if you're going to be drinking, you got to get a ride home and everything. And it's going to be uber surcharges. On I like Super, Super Bowl, Bowl parties, yeah. though. I am a fan of Super Bowl parties. Sustain American culture. Mm. I don't like Super Bowl parties because I feel like my team always loses. Shut up, man. You are a New England fan. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, at least your team's in it. (laughs) I haven't had a team in the Super Bowl in like 15 years. (laughs) What are you talking about? I haven't had a team in the Super Bowl. I don't ever ever have to worry if my team's going to be in the Super Bowl. The Vikings in my life. Plan parties for years in advance. Shut up, man. You guys have had nine (laughs) in your lifetime. I was listening to a Patriots fan yesterday say bench Tom Brady. I was like, okay. what? Yeah, shut up. He was drunk. But, uh, all right. Are you a point. jerk if you sit in the back and don't talk to an Uber driver? No, I do that every time. So maybe I'm, I'm a jerk. I feel like, and it's the same opinion I have for barbers. There are some barbers that maybe want to have mm-hmm. a conversation with you, but it's also work for them. Maybe they're just trying to cruise well, and they're like, I'll yeah. play music for you. But if I'm talking to them, I'll try to ask some interesting stuff about their life. But like, Uber actually has now is like, hey, do you want them to talk to you or not? If They, they wouldn't have created that if the drivers didn't want oh, to talk to them so either. That's so sad, though. There's like a poll for human interaction, like a little checklist. Yeah, like, but would let's you be like real. Uber our, driver to be Our generation has the most human interaction. I'm including like the Facebook, you know, mm-hmm. text messages. We can be in contact with someone across the world. Which would be be something that would take days, you know, twenty thirty. We won't years even ago talk ago. to the guy right next to us. <laughs> Tragedy. I, I've coming, invited you to coming defense. from an Uber <laughs> driver. I would say, like, if your driver asks you a question and you like answer it, but you don't give any detail, for me that's like okay, he doesn't want to talk. Yeah. No problem. Crank up the music. But if I say, hey, how's your day going? And you just told me about all four kids. And your divorce and all this kind of stuff that's going on. Listen, we're gonna be talking for days, dude. dude Uber Uber is cheaper than therapy. It sure <laughs> is. So Uber needs to come out with Uber therapy. Mm. Okay, Uber Charge therapy. More. <laughs> we will have licensed Uber drivers. Ben, were you? Yeah, licensed, licensed therapists. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean keep licensed James Winston away from them. Too soon. Too soon. Court proceedings no, are still can't happening. Help that man. For all of you people who like chicken, what's better, boneless wings or regular wings? Okay, I'm going to show my lack of masculinity. I like boneless wings. Mm. I know, because we went to some wing place a couple weeks ago, and Jack was, like, embarrassed about ordering boneless wings. I want boneless wings. I like like boneless wings, but I will get bone-in wings just because it's a better experience for me. To be fair, when we went there, they didn't have boneless wings, and I got drummies, and drummies are awesome. Drummies. I think I like flappers better. Drummies or flappers. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. I will say it kind of depends on what we're doing. Okay. All right. If we're like having appetizers, boneless wings all day long, right? Mm. They're easy. However, if we're sitting down, we're like, hey, let's have some pizza and wings or let's watch the Super Bowl. Yeah. Going 
regular all day. It's the same thing, though, with the generations. They'd probably say, look at you. You can't even eat bone, bone wings because you can't figure out how to get the meat off the bones. I can't, like, I just want a little nugget of 100% delicious meat. I think the problem was when sauce. I was a child, I kept getting, like, the wings with, like, so much cartilage, and I hated cartilage. Oh, I hate mouth. cartilage. Yeah. And I'm, like, I don't clean the bone at all. I'm kind of a Dude, pansy oh, yeah, I waste that. too much. But it's like I'm eating this for me. I'm not yeah. trying to right? save myself from And now they're the same price, so it's, I don't feel exactly. guilty. Yeah. Would you rather have flamingo legs or T-Rex arms? <laughs> well, I got flamingo legs and David has T-Rex arms, so <laughs> we can answer this real yes. well. Uh, can we, though? I'd rather have flamingo legs. I think I would rather have flamingo legs as well. T-Rex arms, like, it, there's you can do so much more without legs than you can without arms, I feel you like. You need that wingspan. Yeah. It's hard picking mm. up basketballs and stuff. Yeah. Short arms. Mm. But... Uh, but you, your legs could snap so That's much easier. That's another thing because yeah. I, I go to the gym, humble brag. But the point uh, being, <laughs> point being, I hate fun. leg day. Leg day is awful. But I also know if you, you can't skip it, leg day, you get super skinny legs, and everybody's like, "Oh wow, mm-hmm. just doing the glamour muscles." But yeah, I think I think I still rather have flamingo legs than yeah. T Rex arms. It's easier to explain flamingo legs, but you can also hide them easier. Yeah, pants, kilt, kilt, lab coat. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. <laughs> All right. What's worse, people who run marathons or polar plunge people? What is polar plunge? People who run into the water when it's cold. You've never seen that? Like in New York? like it'll They just like, jump in? Yeah, yeah. They're like, polar plunge. Really Isn't the first day of no- December, too? Yeah. I don't yeah, really so have a problem happened. with either one of them, but I think there's something more wrong with marathon runners because that is sick, dude. Your body's not supposed to do that. 26 miles. No. No, that's awful. When your nipples become bloody and you start chafing between your legs, that's when God's telling you to stop. That's progress right there. That's progress. <laughs> and what I don't understand about people who run marathons is like they starve themselves yeah. like for six months while they're. I like food too much. I'm. Training. Yeah. Okay, listen. I know you don't like being home, so you just and run. Like <laughs> no, and then going in on these guys. <laughs> and then you're like, I'm gonna go run a marathon. And I'm like, okay, I like being chased by serial killers too. Like <laughs> that's so they're all serial killers. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Ben tried to be a marathon runner at on- one time in his life, I think, and they rejected him or something. That's the <laughs> that only just- reason to become a marathon runner is yeah. if you've been chased by serial killers. I guess, that I guess that's because the only then you can yeah. run and run <laughs> and run and run and <laughs> run and run. Yeah, in tag you'd be just but the worst person to play at with. At the polar yeah. plunge, listen, when somebody's chasing you, you just dive, go right in, go right in the polar water. Yep, yeah. polar water. Speaking of which, David, do you remember we? W- this would have been eleventh grade year when we there was a hurricane coming and we went to the beach. Me, you, Jessica Jones. Um, Jessica, uh, your bro- okay. <laughs> All right, <Ben. laughs> Robert. <laughs> Who else? But there's other people. And we I'm, went to the. I ocean, think I remember. Yeah, the water we, was We all right lost up. our pants. Oh, that makes it sound. I don't really remember creepy. that last part. How did we lost? all lose our Cause, pants? Because the the waves just kept ripping our clothes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm confused. I'm done. I'm How? Done. I don't remember. Like, I remember going the to the beach when so there was a hurricane. We were all wearing basketball shorts, and the waves would just rip our pants right off. Interesting. No, well, I'd maybe this. Uh, yeah, maybe that's one of I Jack's like special you, you memories. Would remember this? No. Nope. How do you not remember this? I remember going to the beach when there's a hurricane. I don't remember the pantsing waves, and us just 
frolicking in them. I wasn't frolicking. We were Sounds all like you were frolicking. I held on to my pants. There's people on the TV running the water right now. <laughs> That's the polar plunge. <laughs> That's the polar plunge. <laughs> oh, that looks fun. Look at it. It looks yeah. like a good time. Look at all the ice. I jump yeah. in the pool here during winter nice. too. Just not, like, it's Florida. I know, but it's the closest I, I can the get. The water's still seventy. Yeah, degrees. it's cold. All right, it's uncomfortably cold. You swim right to the shallow oh end and get gosh. out. You mm. swim right. <laughs> There's oh. no playing around. Okay, last question. You remember? You're just not saying. Would you rather be stuck in Jurassic Park or Jumanji? Jurassic Park. Too many changing variables in Jumanji. And here, listen to me when I say this. What? Listen, Jack. It's a game. Dinosaurs so are trying to eat you. Yes, but the thing is, you know it's only dinosaurs. When it comes to Jumanji, there is multiple variables. It could be the monkeys trying to rip your arms off. You could turn into a monkey. You could have those little little plastic monkeys. What is it? Monkey in a barrels? Monkey come to in life a barrel. And, and chase you down and try to rip your throat open. You don't know the variables. Where in Jurassic Park, okay, there's a T-Rex in front of me. I have weapons because Jurassic Park has weapons. I know what I'm facing. I know how to 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 t- vanquish my foe. Whereas Jumanji, you don't. Okay. David, what's your response? Well, first of all, Jack's completely wrong because we saw how the weapons at Jurassic Park worked out for them. They all got eaten. They didn't know how to use them. They're dum dums. They were they were probably Chris more. Pratt is the only smart oh, one. Oh yeah. He'd... Oh, I had a Chris Pratt thought the other day. No, no, let's finish this thought okay. first. Okay. Well, what's the rules of Jumanji? There are no rules. Anything can happen. So it's the idea you enter into a board game reality and the characters on the board game are like... They you roll a dice and then it, it, a little bubble will pop up and say something, some witty thing, and then all of a sudden yeah. it'll happen. Like a lion um, will pop up in the house or a wild man will come up, appear that hasn't seen the real earth in like 15 years, that being Robin I choose, Williams. I choose Jumanji because there's you're, just a terror. You're going to die. Okay. Which Jumanji? Robin Williams Jumanji or The Rock and Kevin okay, Hart Jumanji? The Rock Jumanji? and Kevin Hart one doesn't. That's stupid. There's like, it. It's just basically people chasing them and like, it's not a big deal. Ooh, we're trying to get a duel. Yeah, I go for The Rock and Kevin Hart Jumanji. Because <laughs> it's easier. <laughs> it's easier, yeah. And you got Kevin Hart. Like, yeah. well, you, you can't oh, die. Oh, and then you have Jack Black as a woman, basically. Right. What that was the movie hilarious. Where, uh, Tropic Thunder when it was like Jack Black stars in uh, Clumps or whatever yeah. and he played all the women characters too. Cocaine addict. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, yeah, Jack, the raptors believe. would tear you up. Yeah, but at least I know that it's going to be a raptor. It's not going to be something crawling inside eaten. my body and Ugh. ripping me out from the inside like they did in Jumanji. Ooh. I don't remember that part, but yikes. You don't remember the like the the plants going into the, the guy that was trying to shoot oh, them? Oh, yeah. It went inside of him, man. Come on. Okay. Plants no aside. No you got plants to inside, know plant your aside. enemy. This is scary that you're a U.S. soldier and you didn't I'm a know. U.S. You better watch what you... What's that, Vine? <laughs> I'm a future U.S. Army soldier. <laughs> land of the free. Home of the brave. <laughs> so funny, Vine. Vine's All right. gone. Let's finish with some David thoughts. So I saw a commercial the other day for, I believe it was the Oculus Rift. Yes. As Jack corrected me when I was talking about this earlier. And they're advertising for some kind of virtual reality platform that I think you can play games on. And the way they're advertising it, they had a character in the commercial that represented reality, like regular reality. And he was this kind of dorky looking. You could tell he was a negative motif. Like, you would not want to be like this guy. And I was like, oh, man, reality, you're so lame. Because in the game, this kid could do anything. It was like Tron World. He was flying around on super cool looking motorcycles and stuff. Something like that, yeah. But the reality guy was like, no, come back to me. It's reality. 
And I know it's just a commercial for a VR platform, for, so of course they're going to try to make their product look like the best thing. But I think that commercials can be helpful in showing us what we as a collective group, like a generation, want or desire. Because the commercials are they're trying to get us to buy something, so they're trying to key off something we want. And it seems like they're switching the narrative where the real world reality is less interesting and less <laughs> intriguing than these virtual reality platforms that they can set up. And I see this in my own life where I'll stop at an intersection and it's like immediately, and this is just from personal experience, I'm not making up this story to bash people, but immediately as soon as I stop at the red light, I'm like, man, I want to look at my phone. I want to open something up and just find something interesting. And it's like I'm addicted to this idea that what's in my phone is way more interesting than anything going on around me. And I see that collectively as people as a whole are becoming more fascinated with what they can find in their virtual realities as opposed to what's out there in the real world in front of them, like their Uber driver sitting in the front seat. Man, I can't wait until like 20, 30 years down the road when like the machines are probably uprising and like everyone has to go to your shack in the middle of nowhere because he's the guy who still understands reality. I buy cans of soup most of the times when I go to Walmart, just stack them on the shelves just in case. They don't go bad. <laughs> I'll have soup for you. Chicken and noodle. I, I want to finish with this question for you. What exactly has kind of like turned your mind into just thinking the whole world is going to like uprise against you? I don't think they're going to uprise against me. Why are you scared of machines? Like I'm not afraid of machines. You're I'm just, scared of Alexa. I just feel like I'm aware of certain trends that are well, leading in dangerous directions. Well, see, like the thing is, like, yeah, I can understand that. For me, like, I don't want everyone to have an electronic lock because you know those are hackable. Like, there's like a a two bit hacker could figure out how to hack one uh one of these electronic um what are those locks called? Cipher locks? No. August. August locks. August. August smart yeah. locks. Yeah, and they're so easy to. Ha- there's. They've done <laughs> studies. There's YouTube videos. You can check them out. I've looked them, and I won't do that. But having an Alexa in your house is super helpful. I don't care if it's listening to you. Is that really what your problem is with it? What Alexa listening to me? Yeah. I think it's. I think offsetting you just say a lot of bad stuff. I think it's offsetting that there's a recording device in your home that you can't completely control. I think that's a little strange. And that's what it is, Jack. I mean, basically. David, you have a phone. Your phone. I know. Doing that I know. I'm, I'm fully years. integrated. I know they got me, but I'm not going to accelerate the situation. So I, there's just this verse in Isaiah, where it's the prophet Isaiah. It, Jack hates it when I bring it because I, I can't argue with scripture. But, you know, you can argue with my interpretation of it. Okay. But Isaiah, I think he was preaching to the Israelites, and they were going to get judgment from God because God was not happy with what they were doing. And he said, woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. So he is saying, woe to these people who say they, they flop the virtues on things. So they say what's good is bad and what's bad is good. And it kind of reminds me of this idea that's supported in the commercial where it's like reality is lame, boring. Virtual reality is where you should devote your attention to. And it's like swapping the archetypes of this generation side well, yeah and you also uh, uh, one thing about our generation is that it's a very insecure generation and they're profiting off of that yeah with all the conflict and yeah because they're seeing like oh i don't my reality sucks so let me create my own yeah and i just always was confused like how can bad people think what they're doing is good like they swap it and we do it in all of our own lives we do something that we think is good or we call it good but it's actually bad 
And it's, I think there are ways where you can influence people to believe certain things are bad when they're actually good or good and they're actually bad. I like the thought. But yeah, just, you know, watch out for the Oculus Rift. It's dangerous. I hope I get one for Christmas and I'm bringing in putting on your head. Nope. It'll explode. I agree. Is your robot? I don't know. I'll use my second man, mom power. Shook me like a dog. He picked me up. What movie is that from? He picked me up with his mom powers and shook me like a dog. Monsters, Inc. Get good, Jack. Get good. Great movie. All right. That's all for us, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to check out all our content on infopilgrims.com. Adding a brand new podcast this week that you got to check out. Until next time. I've been 